Hey folks, this is Charlotte Clymer. My pronouns are she, her, and you are listening to a brand new episode of Charlotte's Web Thoughts. This is the audio version of the actual Charlotte's Web Thoughts on substack.com. You can go subscribe to that at charlotteclymer.substack.com. It's completely free. All you need is an email. It takes less than five seconds and it helps me out immensely. So please do go subscribe, charlotteclimber.substack.com. April 26th, 2022, I'm not leaving Twitter. By now you've probably heard that the board of directors for Twitter have accepted Elon Musk's offer to buy the company for 44 billion at $54.20 per share. When it was first reported yesterday morning that Twitter's brass would imminently accept Musk's offer, there was, as you can imagine, a great deal of concern about the future of the site, concern that I do share. Two weeks ago, Musk gave an interview at the TED 2022 conference in which he framed his interest in Twitter around the concept of, quote, free speech, saying that Twitter was the de facto town square and he envisioned a platform in which no content is ever removed, no matter how offensive. To many people, I'd imagine that sounds quite wonderful on the surface. What could possibly be wrong with allowing the marketplace of ideas to flourish and resolve itself? I'm a big believer in holding space for good faith dialogue, especially when I fundamentally disagree with the other party. Disagreement provides an opportunity for better understanding each other. But that concept, a conversation built upon trust that both parties are engaging each other thoughtfully and with the same goal in mind of mutual understanding, that is exceedingly rare in practice. There are social conservatives who lean heavily into that diversity of thought framework, which again, sounds pretty good, before they actually show their hand that they, in fact, have no interest in recognizing basic facts that undermine their position. That's not good faith dialogue, and it leads to exchanges that struggle to maintain an appearance of good faith while being anything otherwise. For example, there is a, conf- there is a firm consensus among every major medical organization that trans non-binary people are valid and consistent with scientific understanding. From the American Medical Association to the National Institutes of Health, every one of these medical organizations has maintained that gender-affirming care is essential and life-saving. In response, the Republican Party has done things like parrot the phrase, there are only two genders, which purposely confuses the social construct of gender identity with the assignment of sex at birth which is also not true because scientists have long acknowledged that there are more than two sexes in human beings. To them, none of that matters. They use that inaccurate and cruel reasoning as a basis to deny healthcare and other basic civil liberties to trans and unbinary people, particularly children who have been the focal point of horrific propaganda. The problem with free speech absolutists, quote, free speech absolutists like Musk, is that accountability of misleading and irresponsible and dangerous and hateful speech almost 
all of which is intentional, is bargained away as simply the price that needs to be paid for the ability to say anything one wants in the public square. There doesn't seem to be a line that can't be crossed. Republican lawmakers referring to LGBTQ people and their supporters as, quote, groomers who are preying on children. Not a problem, apparently. Black employees at Tesla being called the N-word on the assembly line by supervisors. Not a big deal. It's gotten to the point where I'll see something like free speech advocate in someone's bio and immediately assume they're a massive asshole who, at best, doesn't give a single damn about marginalized communities, and at worst, openly enables hatred against them. I don't like making that assumption. It doesn't feel good. If I don't know someone, there should be an expectation of good faith. But like most folks in marginalized communities, having that good faith thrown back in your face with vile bigotry gets tiresome. And you quickly learn to protect yourself by avoiding these situations. As recently as last week, Musk stated on Twitter, quote, the woke mind virus is making Netflix unwatchable. That's the thing about so-called free speech champions. Even content that doesn't outright criticize bigotry is branded as, quote, woke for something as simple as enhanced representation of marginalized communities. Simply having an LGBTQ character or storyline, never mind its political thesis, is enough to earn a program that derisive label of woke. That brings us back to yesterday. Following Twitter's announcement, countless users openly spoke of leaving the platform if the sale becomes finalized later this year, as expected. Indeed, thousands of users have already deactivated their accounts. Over the course of the day, larger accounts like writer Molly Jong Fast, activist Shannon Watts, and White House senior advisor Neera Tandon all reported similar drops in followers, suggesting that at least thousands of progressives have already moved away from the platform. Last night on our program, popular MSNBC host Joanne Reed touted the website CounterSocial, that's the name of it, CounterSocial, as an alternative to Twitter. Her account, opened in the hours after the must deal was reportedly finalized, was quickly followed by thousands of new users. In progressive circles, the question of whether or not to leave Twitter has become quite contentious. Proponents of exiting Twitter point to Musk's own history as the biggest warning sign of what's to come, extreme volatility no moderation over hate speech, and unchecked mass harassment of marginalized people. Even if Musk's goal would be an inclusive website for all communities, and let's be clear, that doesn't seem to be the case, but even if that were his goal, his primary objective, so-called free speech, will almost certainly lead to a proliferation of harassment, doxing, death threats, etc., against marginalized people on Twitter. Yesterday, in a taste of what's to come, bigots on the platform, seemingly emboldened by Musk's purchase, quite openly swarmed activist accounts, particularly trans non-binary people, posting hateful and violent images and daring them to report it as hate speech to Twitter. I believe it will only get worse. 
But I also want to be clear about this. I'm not leaving. Twitter is a front line in the war on disinformation. I completely understand why folks would deactivate their accounts in response to the news. But there's a need on that site for rational adults to push back against the vile and relentless propaganda. I believe it's worth the fight. Speaking only as one trans woman here, I believe that unaccountable propaganda will continue to have an incredibly damaging effect on the safety and well-being of my community. And thus, that propaganda needs to be held accountable. I think we need as many reasonable adults as possible pushing back against that disinformation, especially when it comes to LGBTQ rights. For so many, that space can't be seated. It must be held. If someone feels unsafe on Twitter or that their health is impacted, it's entirely valid to leave. No one should feel pressured to stay. Excuse me, I'm going to take a drink of water real quick. People have good reasons for leaving. People have good reasons for staying. It's important to give folks the space and respect to make that decision for themselves. There's a lot of room here for different approaches. It's unhelpful to make someone else's choice a judgment on your own. Some of you reading this have already left the site, and some of you are currently considering it. You should do what's best for your health. But I'm staying. I personally feel I have a responsibility to hold that space. If you are leaving Twitter, you can still connect with me on Instagram, charlotte.climber. That's my username on Instagram, charlotte.climber. And of course, you can keep up with my work here at Charlotte's Web Thoughts. It goes without saying that we're about to see a lot of activists take a hit to their reach by the exodus from Twitter. It is what it is. People have to make choices for themselves, and those choices should be respected. And a lot of people are going to make that choice to leave. As those of us who do this work adjust to yesterday's news, you'll likely see us spend more time on other platforms. If you're leaving, the best thing you can do is support us on those other platforms. Although this blog has always been free to read, and it will remain free to read, I will not be shy in asking that you support my work with a paid subscription. It's a modest sum, but it goes a long way toward supporting myself. We're living in a tough time, folks. We're going to have more hard days, and it's good we prepare ourselves for that reality. But let's also keep this in mind. Our country, our society, has seen some pretty damn bleak chapters in the past. Somehow, some way, we have endured. What gets me out of bed in the morning is the knowledge that past generations chose to fight the good fight so that future generations would benefit. We all should reflect on our responsibility in whatever way that looks to carry it forward.